Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Pulp Hockey Show with Ray Ferraro and Steve Mathis. Support the show by clicking the Amazon banner on PulpHockey.com before shopping. Follow the show on Twitter at Pulp Hockey. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Stitcher or your favorite podcast app. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp Hockey Podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, please download on iTunes, on any kind of uh, Droid app, on uh, Stitcher as well. You can get it, pulphockey.com, of course. And uh, we really appreciate it. Leave us a review. Uh, rank us. And, uh, yeah, thanks again. Downloads are going up, and uh, it's great to hear from you people. Also, follow uh, me at, at Pulp Hockey. And, of course, you probably follow Ray already. So just, just do that, and we'll be good. Uh, all right, on the phone uh, from Nashville, where the Stanley Cup final is going to go tonight, game four. He's former NHLer. He is now the lead analyst of TSN, uh, TSN Hockey up in Canada, as well as also, too, the calling the color for the NHL Network uh, radio uh, games. Ray Ferraro, what's up, Ray? How are you? I'm good. It's um, We've been in Nashville, it seems like, a month. <laughs> um, the two, two days off between games get a little, a little old, but mm-hmm. if you're going to be somewhere, this is a pretty good town. Although, i got to say... Uh, Little worn down, little little banged up. And, you know, <laughs> last night was a was an early night. No mm-hmm. no need to no need to get out there into the war zone again. So right, right. Uh, back back to my room. Um, I just started watching Peaky Blinders. Okay, I don't know what that is. I don't know. If, oh my god! It's so it's a series. Okay, and uh, you know, so you download it and yep. watch it right, like everybody watches TV these days. There's right. no TV. You watch a series. So had it recommended to me, started watching it. It is brilliant, fantastic. Mm. And so it's about uh, these this gang, the Peaky Blinders, and they have they get their names because it's in Birmingham, England, in the twenties. Okay, right after the war, and so they have the you know the the English sort of hats that they wear, the flat top like yeah. sort of caps. Yep. So. In their hats, in the peaks, are razor blades. Oh boy! So when they get into trouble, that's they start hitting people with these things. <laughs> and so there's the name, the Peaky Blinders. Sure. But it is outstanding. I, I love it. I highly, highly recommend it. All right, we'll look into it. And if uh, any any of our listeners like it, uh, tweet us. Um, yeah, if, let me know. Let me know if, if you guys like it or not, because if, I I think it's outstanding. If people are wondering why we're a bit late with this show, blame Ray. Blame Ray's hectic cup final schedule, everyone. So well, just... because I had, you know, we we ran into a a problem. We they they took our beds away, so we had that was the first off day. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't, you know, we couldn't, of course we couldn't get to there. Couldn't couldn't even do and it. Then, right. And then last night, I was just too tired, so I had to, you know. Yeah. No, I hey. didn't really want to talk to you last no. night. I, you know, I wanted, you know, it's like so I. Kind of did my thing, and right. Um, un, but uh, by the way, if people love music or if they're interested in it, it's this is an amazing, cool city. You know, we we always come here, we do a game, we talk about, oh, it's really great. Bridgestone Arena's right on Broadway, where right. all the pubs and honky tonks are. But now we're here for a few days, so we get into a couple of little different areas. It honestly, Steve, it is a. I would recommend this place to come with. With your buddies, or come with your wife or your mm-hmm. girlfriend, or there's every three feet you run into another bachelorette party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're they're everywhere, but the whole city is just it's fun. Like I I, I love it. It's I'm really enjoying this. Um, yeah, sounds like it. I can't even do a podcast, Ferraro. Um, hey, well, what the hell? You want to talk about the hockey? Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> exactly, right. Um, now, uh, I live in the U.S. Obviously, I'm not able to get TSN. So you, But you guys are bunked up on the top of Tootsie's Bar? What's going on? Yeah, what? that's where I said it. <laughs> How was it that? Is, you, so can, you can do that? It is, well, it's outstanding, except, okay, so today's raining. But the first couple of days, uh-huh. you're on the top patio of a bar which is a legendary bar here mm-hmm. and it 
three floors, but the way it's built, there's like three different bands playing in there and you all the time, yeah. like literally all the time. <laughs> and you can't hear from one floor to the next. So, you know, each yeah. band is isolated. And so I, I think the, I think the maximum number of people allowed in there is infinity. It's like you, it's like a sardine can. Fire code so is not a, not a, not acknowledged. It's not a thing, right. I don't think. And then we're we're in there, and so us dummies are there in our suits. Uh huh. And it is so hot now. I'm a little bit of a sweater. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on game three day, it's like nine, literally ninety three degrees. So we're in our suits. And we got to get our makeup stuff put on. I'm sweating, right? Mm-hmm. So as the other guys, Bob and Bob McKenzie and James Duffy and Darren Drager, are getting their stuff done, I've got my, I've got my jacket off, my shirt, I've now untucked, <laughs> and it's com- I have all the buttons open. <laughs> it's like and the seventies is all over. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm there with my tie like this. This one guy comes over, he's like, hey, brother, I feel you. How you doing? And I'm like, beat it. Get away from me. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Get away. I'm trying not to sweat. <laughs> and so this guy's like, yeah, whatever, right? Yeah. So, but so Drager, because he is – now, I don't know if this comes across on when he was on, our, on the pod mm-hmm. before, but he is a shit disturber like you right. about. Yeah, you've, you've talked about that, yep. Oh, yeah, but he's silent and sneaky. And so next thing I know, all the guys have this, this picture because he's always taking pictures. Okay. So he's got, everybody's got a picture of me with grumpy face, my shirt open, my tie around my neck. <laughs> and he, so he sends it to all the guys, right, Be, so they can just make fun of me, which is, of course, which <laughs> yeah, is what right. you do to your buddy. Right. right. But I, I couldn't stop sweating. It was, like, ridiculous. Just so swampy, we, we yeah. We get up there finally, and we... We do our thing, and right below us, Alan Jackson's playing his concert. Mm. And so there's a huge stage that right. they've built. And because at the end of this week is the Country Music Awards, too. Like, this city needs something else. Right. So from our place, like, we're literally, like, like we're right over top of the stage. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, we've got the best seats of anybody. As far as we could look to our left, you couldn't see the end of the crowd. Hmm. Wow. So to walk from Tootsie's to the arena this morning would take three minutes yep. to get into the rink. Yep. It took me 15 the other day. <laughs> there were deep. so many. There somewhere upwards of 40,000 people there, plus the 20 or 18,000 that were in the rink. The, the, and then plus the 15,000 that were in Tootsie's. <laughs> that, that were there anyway just right, because right, they were right. there. Exactly. Like, this, like literally – Steve, I can't even make this up. I've never, never been around something like that. Certainly at a Stanley Cup final, but the energy was like exploding out of the city. And then inside the building was, yeah, it was like, it looked awesome. It was like a college event, a college hockey game with 18,000 people times 10 of the energy because they've been waiting forever for a Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the cool factor of, oh, I want to get on board with something that's cool, like for the fans. Right. And so now, like, it's just revved up like you can't believe. I think tonight the cheapest ticket to get in, if you were to buy it, because they don't yeah. have a big secondary market here for some reason, is over 800 bucks. Jeez. And they are chanting and singing and they, I don't know, the chants are awesome. Like, right from the start, right at the end of the game, though, uh, Kessel, Crosby, and Malkin were in the penalty box mm-hmm. all together. And the game ops guy, like, you yeah. don't get this stuff on TV, but right. the game ops guy who does all the scoreboard stuff, man, he was on his game. Because <laughs> as soon as those guys get in there, yep. they played the clip from The Hangover where Zach Galifianakis is singing, we're three best friends. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> well, Steve, I'm telling you, like it was, it was outstanding, and you could see Castle was drooming. <laughs> yeah, like, right. It's just, it's all. Oh, but man, it was so funny, and they do the, you know, like for each guy that gets introduced, and, mm-hmm. you know, they say, you know, uh, 
so and so socks, so and so socks, and then they get and the coach of the Penguins is Mike Sullivan, and they go, "You suck too," and you could almost see him starting to smile, like it was, yeah, it, it was really good. Oh, cool. Like it, they're, yeah. And they do they do this thing that the PA announcer always says, you know, last minute play in the period, and the whole I don't I don't know where it started, but the whole crowd says, "Thank you, Paul." Really? It's just, oh yeah, it's like it's, it's the funnest. That's there's a real professional broadcasting yeah, word, right? Funnest. I use it too. Don't worry. Um, yeah, it, so it works. It's the it's the it's the most fun I've had in a building. So a lot of times, you know, I'm listening to Kenny Albert and Joe Micheletti, mm-hmm. and I'm right on the ice. Like last game. Yeah, are you in the? Are you in the? Right bo- are you in the on ringside? For this, is I am. There, is there room but for I'm you? Not in the middle. Okay. So I'm right. I was right in Pittsburgh. I was 20 feet to the left or 25 feet to the left of the net where Pekka Rene right. played twice so yep. at the visitors end. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, I guess same thing. I was, tw- you know, I was yep. right behind the net, though, this time behind Matt Murray. You got a monitor and there? So I, you, got, you got a monitor? monitor there. Yep. And, yep. and uh, yeah, it's taped into the boards. And, um, and so, uh, but I'm, li- you know, I've got, so I've got the headset on. Yep. I'm listening to Kenny Albert and Joe Micheletti, and I'm piping in whatever I got. But a lot of times I take off one of the earpieces yep. just so I can listen. Sure. But right. it's so yeah. much fun. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's just yeah. like, it's, the, I think it's you might... the craziest thing. And you're like, oh, by the way, the Stanley Cup final is going on. Out there. Do we need to call Cammy and tell her that you're moving to Nashville? <laughs> do we, do, should we make that call well, right now? Um, she, she did. She did make some mention of. Is is there any time you're going to call home, not from a patio? Right, right. Um, that which, by the way, is terrible phoning home management by me. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there, there she is. There she is. Yesterday, she's got one baseball game, two soccer games. Uh-huh. Uh, the kids had a couple of friends over to play, and. <laughs> You know, and I'm hanging out. Yeah. I honestly thought when we were texting about setting up our pod, I thought you might jet home. I'm like, maybe he's going to jet home for a day uh, or two, you know? Yeah. It was basically too far. Because we have to do hits on the off day yeah, here. Yeah, true. Yeah. You know, so I just, I probably could have manipulated it. But um, yesterday as well, aside from, because I don't have anything else to do, um, I had a about a 20-minute sit-down interview with Nolan Patrick. Oh, cool. Who will be one of the first two picks in the draft. A really good kid. I got a... Wow, we can Yeah, so He's we did an interview, king. and they'll... they'll oh, of course. And so I did ask him, last question of the interview, I said, uh-huh. uh, do you know who's got the most goals in Wheat King history? <laughs> nice. And uh, so he says, you know, you, and I said, do you know the number? And he's like, man, I'm supposed to know this, but I don't. It was more points. Or you had more goals than I had points last year, but I don't know. And it's like right. he didn't know what he was working at as much. So I said, "Well, since you don't know it, I'll tell you." Right, of course. <laughs> so just trying to help the youngsters out. Yeah, there. no. Hey, but he's uh, listen. I, I do really mature kid, you mm-hmm. know, Steve. Yep. Um, really, but kind of. But you can tell he's just been around the game. His dad was a first rounder in 1980. <clears throat> Excuse me, yep. uh, Steve Patrick, yep. and uh, his uncle is James Patrick. So he's been around the pro game forever. Sure. Yep. And you just see a a confidence, a, you know, he's he's sure. And of course he's he's gonna get his eyes open, you know, like mm-hmm. every other eighteen year old and there'll be hard days and not so hard days for him, but uh, I was really impressed with him. Yeah, it sounds like in reading about him, he's you know, it's it's not a it's not an Austin Matthews, it's not a Connor McDavid, but he's a, he's going to end up being a, a good number two who plays defense. He can play both ends of the rink and um, can score. Yeah. So good size. Yeah. Now I think the other player that is right at the very top is Nico Hishier, and mm-hmm. year is more of an electrifying, uh, dynamic player. So whatever the the Devils decide they need um you know the flyers are going to end up with somebody different you know like yeah. even though they play the same position yeah you know they're going to play it much differently are there rumors about which way the devils are leaning anything you hear oh, and you know it depends who you talk to okay yeah, yeah. um my my guess and and i'll say this you know and i want to emphasize guess yes <laughs> is that is uh, his year will go first mm-hmm. um, because there's a there's an upside to him uh, offensively that I don't think uh, Nolan has. But last year as a 17 year old in the Western League, 
um, Nolan Patrick had 104 points. There was only four guys in the league that had 100 points. Yeah. He should have gone in the draft last year. That's his draft year, but he was four days too young. Right. So he fell into this class. And I was told a couple of times that if he were in last year's draft class, he would have gone third behind uh, behind Matthews and Lyonnais. Right. He would have gone ahead of Dubois. He would have gone ahead of Pouillet-Arvey. And so he would have been the third pick. And then this year was just a debacle for him. Yeah. He had a misdiagnosed hernia injury. Yep. Um, so this is one thing that happens to these kids in their draft year, which I think is crazy. Um, I thought it was crazy when my son Landon was going through it. And, um, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I don't think it's, it's, it's certainly not in the kids benefit, but you know, Nolan played over a hundred games last year. Um, plus practice plus yep. working out and all that stuff. It's too much, especially for a developing kid, you know, like for a physically developing teenager. And so he tore a hernia that got misdiagnosed. So he got into this season. He had to have a surgery on it. And then the other one got sore. The other side got sore. And he, he ended up playing very little. So it, it certainly didn't, it didn't help his cause, if, you know, as far as being drafted by right. missing so much this year. Um, you talk about how much fun it is. Is there a TSN person, a crew member, that is a little out of hand? Someone that's enjoying um, enjoying Nashville maybe a little more than everyone yeah, else? Yeah, not, not an on-air, not an on-air yeah, yeah. guy. Right. Um, uh, his, his name's, uh, we call him Puff, Puffy. Oh, yeah. And uh, so Sean is, Sean is like our, our guy. That that's gets, Duffy's podcast guy, right? Like. It's Duffy's yeah, podcast yeah, guy. Right. Yeah. yeah, he's awesome guy. He's a lunatic. <laughs> he's, he's a crazy person. <laughs> And and so we love you know we love Puff right. And when there is no there is no time that is not a good time for Puff. Put it that way. <laughs> well, I don't know how he gets things done. Yep. But it all gets done. Right. We've all got we've all got that guy in our bu- group of buddies. Right. We've all got that guy. <laughs> Everyone yeah, has it. Like, I don't know how he does it. Right. And he's like, oh no no, it's not bad. We'll go out tonight. Oh really? Yeah. You know, like he can rev it up. I don't know how he does it. He's, he's the he's, it's really quite remarkable to watch. He's the Bloody Mary in the morning guy. You know, after a night out, like we've all got those guys. You're just like, wow, really? Well, well okay, but this is this is what bugs me about it is whether it's the Bloody Mary or not. Like they go and they get banged up, and then the next day they're just fine. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. How do you right. do that, man? Veteran, veteran. I need sleep. I'm with I need you too. something. Yeah. And they're, you know, and I'm like, I'm just soft, I think, is the issue, we, really. Wife and I went out till 5 in the morning here a little while ago in Vegas. And Why? Why? No, just destroyed for 24 hours. Done. Garbage for 24 hours. You know what I mean? Like, just. So it just, it just got away from you, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, one thing led to another. Led to another. Yeah. And before you know it, you're just, oh, geez. And then. Hey, you, this is fun. This is fun. Okay, this is stupid. Let's go home. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw the photo on Twitter. Uh, of course, the Sportsnet guys are in town, and you know NBC Sports and, and everybody else. It's pretty much the every uh, prominent media personality, hockey media personality, is there. And I saw Brian Lawton, Nick Kiprios, and you, the Whalers. You reunited. Yeah, we, the old, uh, yeah, we, we were. Uh, uh, that was at the media availability. Actually, I went. Um, it's another cool thing about being on the road for mm-hmm. the for the finals, and you got some off days. So that. That day was at the uh, NHL media uh, luncheon mm-hmm. or media reception on okay. uh, the first off day of the finals. But I was just coming from a ball game at uh, PNC Park. Oh, cool! And yeah. so I had never had never been there before, and um, and that so went there. That was awesome. I think we're going to U two on uh, Wednesday night oh, uh, nice. in Pittsburgh. So nice. How stoked you know, are you about that? Oh, I love it. I've seen them once before. It was yeah. outstanding. So, I, w- I went like three uh, weeks ago to Santa Clara. We talked about it. That's right. And uh, it was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So so I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping to piece that together. But, yeah, so uh, I've never played with Kiprios in, uh, in Hartford. Mm-hmm. He was there after me, but I did play with Brian. And uh, he was there for a short time before, um, you know, he got the old, uh, <laughs> we're making a change and you're it speech. And yeah. he got moved along. Um how much do the do the TSN guys and Sportsnet guys go to the same places? This is always fascinating uh, to me. Well, I, I think you end up in the same place, just 
sometimes just because you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but, like, there's this thought of, you know, oh, this rivalry and all that. But I, I don't – there's none with – I mean, there's some guys you like and yeah. other guys you don't. And, uh, but that's like in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, well, for, one of the Sportsnet guys is Bob McKenzie's son. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, like – Yeah, did like, you see uh, – did you see Sean – Did you Sean see, was there. Did you see Sean's tweet? Yeah, Sean – to dinner last night. Like, why wouldn't he be? Yeah. He's with his dad. Sean tweeted. Right? Out, so, yeah. Sean tweeted. Uh, oh, uh, I'm at the finals, but this guy keeps bugging me for advice. It was Bob. <laughs> well, you know, like it was. I, I mentioned to Bob that you know last year I interviewed Landon mm-hmm. uh, in a game, and yep. it was really cool. Right. It was really fun to do. And I, I said, I want. I said, Bob, do you feel that same thing about Sean being here? And he's like, Well, you know, I never even thought of it, but yeah, it's really kind of cool. And so. They're like you know David Amber's, you know is with you know does the hosting for yep. Sportsnet. He's a really good guy. Him and Duffy are really good friends, so we see him quite frequently. Like there is no like for us, it's work. Yeah, and we want our stuff to be better than theirs because they're the competitor. But we're mm-hmm. not, you know, it's not so cutthroat that you don't yeah. talk to anybody. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I just went to a race in Colorado this past weekend, and my, my Hertz was sold out of cars. And so I caught rides to and from the track with our, my main competitor at the other magazine. <laughs> no problem. Like, whatever. You know, so. Right. Like, they, you know, you're still doing your thing. Yeah. yeah. But it's not like you're trying to, to carve the guy apart. You're, you know, you're, you're hoping, of course, that you get better, better stuff or yeah. more relevant stuff. But, yeah. you know, like it's. Uh, you know, they're just guys doing their job too, and yeah. we're all we're all stumbling over the same forty players. <laughs> exactly right. All right, uh, let's get to some some cup finals. So we were gonna do this after uh, game two, and I was gonna say to then Ray, and this applies to game three now. I watched period uh, two and three of game three. Uh, I wasn't able to catch the first period, but um, so outside of one period, you could make a case. That the Predators have been the better team, or have ma- at least matched the Penguins. Yet they're down two to one. You agree? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I, th- I right? think there's been, I think there's been seven minutes in this series <laughs> right. when, like, literally seven minutes yeah. where Pittsburgh's been the better team, and um, and that was in uh, what was it? The third four period. Yeah. No, four four minutes in game one. And three minutes in game two. Oh yeah, I see what you, you mean. Know, right, right, yeah. Yeah, four minutes at the end of the first period. Sure. Yeah. Of, of game one. Yep. And three minutes at the start of the third period in in game two. Mm-hmm. And other than that, Nashville's been the better team. Right. And it's crazy. So it see they're behind, but I think their mindset is yes, we are behind, but we are ahead. You know, like it. Mm-hmm. it that, I mean, that doesn't make any sense because there are no moral victories and all that BS. But um, which is true. Yep. I mean, not now. There's no. Yeah. There's no moral victories anymore. But I, I think they're very confident. Um, the the Pittsburgh defense, which is literally hanging on by a shoestring. I mean, those guys are. They're all banged up. They shouldn't be playing as much as they are. But those are the players they have. Yep. Um, you know, like. I think in game three, the most concerning thing, if you're a Pittsburgh fan, I think, is that they they really had trouble with the, the speed of um, uh, of Nashville, yeah. the way that Nashville pushed them. And I, I didn't think their defense was able to handle it. And, you know, they're not going to get ha- they're not going to get faster for game four, although they get a day, you know, an extra day off. Maybe yeah. that helps them a little bit. Um, you know, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's the one place, if I look at this uh, like a, on a, a real simple big picture, is that um, special teams uh, have been the difference. Or special teams, rather, are the place where Pittsburgh can make more of an impact mm-hmm. because five on five, Nashville has shut them down. And so if their special teams were half decent for Pittsburgh, it might be, you know, they would feel probably more in control. But in game three, they got shredded uh, uh, on both special teams. The, mm-hmm. 
Nashville's penalty killing has been outstanding. Pitt scored the first power play of the series, and they haven't scored um, it was a, on the man It was a five-on-three, right, when they got it, too. Right. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and that's all they've got. Yeah. And then um, – you know, and then the other day, you know, Philip Forsberg was ragging the puck around. He looked like Bobby Orr. You know, he was just kind of zipping around. It was, uh, you know, they couldn't get the puck back yeah. from him. And then Nashville scored two power play goals. And it's really a weird dynamic because Nashville's missing Ryan Johansson, which should should be almost crippling, unrecoverable yeah. for him. Yeah. Yet. They're they're recovering, you know. They're 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 mm-hmm. doing they're they're doing the job, and the guys that their secondary guys are doing the job for them. And Pittsburgh secondary guys, which last year, um, you know, a, a guy like Brian Rust, who's got six goals but hasn't had a, you know, hasn't made an impact at all in the finals. Um, Connor Sheary's been in and out of the lineup. Yeah, the only guy the that that you wouldn't know prior to the season or prior to the year, the playoffs rather would be Jake Gensel. And I don't know how to explain that, yeah, but yeah, Ryan, that kid is he's on he's, fire. He's everywhere. And, <laughs> and um, you know, he's got in his first pro year, he scored 50 goals, you know, from the American league to the NHL and now into the playoffs, he's played just around a hundred games and yeah. he scored 50 goals. Really? I so, didn't know that. Wow. He, yeah. Jeez. You know, so, so he's just a little wee guy. Like, I look at him and I'm like, "Holy smokes, is he tiny? Mm-hmm. Like he he really is small." But man, he's uh, he's smart. He seems to be able to. He's this is a real um, this is a real skill that I don't well, I'm not I don't think I know it's not teachable, mm-hmm. and that's to get to the puck, get to the space at the right time, because if you're there too soon, the puck doesn't come. And and the other team has time to cover you. If you're there too late, you know the chance is gone. He seems to be able to get to the critical spot right when he should. It's really he's really kind of interesting guy to watch. Um, Pekka Rene was not so good. Um, he kind of righted the ship now. What do you see? And you tweeted about this early before, kind of before Rene fell apart a little bit. Um, did the did, yeah. the did the the space between series hurt him? Did the nerves get him? I can't believe like the nerves would get him. I mean, he's thirty something years old. You know, he's played in big games his whole life. I don't know if that would be it, but he definitely wasn't himself. No, he wasn't. Uh, you know, like I think a couple of things, Steve. Like the the first game, so he gave up. Um, I didn't like the Malkin goal. Mm-hmm. That uh, the power play, the five on three goal we we talked about just a minute ago. I didn't like that one. That kind of went right through him. Um, then Connor Sheary scored into an open net. Um, you know, Kunitz made an unreal pass and he shot it into the open net. And then the third goal was Benino's, and that bounced in off of Eckholm. Yep. Then he doesn't see a shot for thirty-seven minutes. Right. Like literally, if me or you were in goal, the game wouldn't have changed for thirty-seven minutes. Because yeah. they didn't get any yeah. shots. Yeah, it was amazing. And and then and then the next shot they get is a laser beam from Gensel <laughs> over his shoulder. Over his shoulder, like, right. Which I read well, I read or heard, Ray, that some people didn't like that goal. I'm like, really? Oh, good. good for them. They didn't they didn't like it. Good for like, them. The, the, like, it was a rocket a right over the shot. shoulder, right. I, I mean, everybody's entitled to yeah, yeah, I'm course. sitting right there. Every, you can say you can say on any goal, oh, I didn't like that goal. <laughs> I, which goal do you like? Yeah. If you're looking at it from a Nashville perspective, the, the answer is you don't like any of the goals. Yeah. That shot was a perfect shot. Right. And then the fifth one was an empty netter. So then you get into game two. Um, he gave up a soft rebound and Gensel uh, put it under his arm. That was the first goal. That was a bad goal. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have gone in. Yep. So now we're at two bad goals. Right, mm-hmm. and then uh, the last three goals he gave up were all man advantage breaks. And yeah. Like I, I don't so, know, Malkin shot was a laser perfect shot. Yeah, over his shoulder. Yep. Yeah, sometimes you stop it, and and that's the old proverbial: you need to save at the big time. Right. Blah blah blah. Right. Right. Well, he was good in game three. Yep. Um If he plays like he did in games one and two in those key moments, mm-hmm. they're not going to win. 
I said before game three on the radio, there's, I think there's going to be five to seven minutes that will determine game three. And I think, I kind of think that's the way the series will go. There's five to seven minutes right. in each game that somebody's going to take control. Mm-hmm. And whoever gets, the, whoever gets it organized first, they're going to win that game. And, and in game, you know, in, in, in game three, I thought Nashville uh, had a, maybe a nervous start. Yep. They got it, gave up the first goal, but the game didn't get away from them. Well, they actually, so scored, the, they actually scored the first goal, I feel. They actually scored the first goal. Who? <laughs> with the PK, with the offside. No, no, I'm talking about in game Oh, Oh, game I'm sorry. Three. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I thought you meant the first, yeah. 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 So no, the off offside rule sucks. There were <laughs> they were the competition committee Unbelievable. on Sunday, and you know my understanding is that so the general managers recommend to the competition committee what they want to happen. The competition committee tries to make it happen. My understanding is in March, um, the GMs and they could see this problem coming down the road. Yeah. And Bet- Bettman vetoed it all. He didn't want any change. Um, oh. He said, we're not changing it. And so now you end up with this garbage that you got now. Uh, to me, it's like, it's if you have, if brutal. The speed li- hang on, if the speed limit is 55 and each cop has a different interpretation of what 55 means, <laughs> then nobody kn- knows what it is. Mm-hmm. So the offside rule used to be really cut and dried. Now there's all these different gray area things to it. Yeah. If, if you take the gray area stuff away, then that rule gets cleaner and there's less stuff for the linesman to try and figure out. These guys get about 90% of them right. Like if one of the problems the league has now, and they're trying to figure it out, balance it out, is so you're watching at home, you got a 70-inch TV, you got high def, you slow it down and you break down that play at the blue line you know, to, yeah. to your satisfaction. So if the league doesn't do that, they feel like they're going to get killed yeah. on, hey, that was offside. Here's a screenshot of oh, that image. That, like, and, right. and to me, I would say in most cases, like the other night, the Subban one, I couldn't tell one way or another if Forsberg's foot was on or off the ice. Yeah, what were you saying on the radio? You were like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. No, I, I, I said I think it counts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I said, but I think it counts. Yeah. That shouldn't be the case. No. Like, and here's the other thing. And I think this is, this may be one of the ways that they tweak the rule is once the puck is into the zone, if the other, if the defending team touches it, like for a penalty. Yep. Then it's, it's then, good. Right. Then the offside review waves away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sure. If Scott comes yep. and the goalie, the goalie blockers it aside. That'll kill. That'll kill the yep. review. Yeah, I, that makes sense. It's a change of possession in a sense, and the play yep. continues. Yep. So I, I think I'll be very surprised if they get into next year with the same rule. I'll also be very disappointed mm-hmm. if they get into next year with the same rule because seriously, this um, is a joke. And and don't it's even bother with the skate off the ice. It's just make the line straight up to the heavens, and that's awesome. it. Doesn't matter if skates well, on or off the here's, ice. Here's here's the other way, Steve. They can uncomplicate. I mean, I'm with you 100 yeah. percent on that. But here's here's a way they can uncomplicate it again, and that is so the the blue line, the neutral zone side of the blue line. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're entering the zone, as soon as the puck touches that line, now you're in. Yep as opposed to trying to decide when it's over the line. Right. The way. Yep. I, sure. That's much harder to determine because once you're in the zone, it's the neutral zone side of the line that determines whether you're still in the zone. The puck has to come all the way out, right? Right. So the way the rule's written now, the puck has to be all the way in or all the way out. And my thought is if you just use the neutral zone side of the line and the puck is touching it, either way, it's in. Yep. That will uncomplicate a lot of it. There's enough complication in life 
Let's uncomplicate the offside rule. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, and it seems easy to do. All the stuff we just talked about. There we go. Just, you know, I don't know. Finished. Yeah. So, but there, there seems to be, um, oh, just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A real reluctance to go ahead and, and do that. And yeah, I, but, like, why? I sure hope. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, yeah. Steve. Steve, I don't know. I'm telling you, I don't know. And it makes no bloody sense. Yeah. Um, the Preds need. By the way, I got to add this one thing. Yep. Sorry, got to Go add ahead. one thing here because this came on the podcast last week. Hey, was Ferraro doing the dishes? Yeah, remember? Yep. And of course, the answer was yes. I was loading the dishwasher. <laughs> and so, right now, doing something far more quiet, but very as much productive. Uh huh. I'm uh, packing at the same time. Nice. Nice. I like because it. we leave tomorrow. Yep. So there's no use standing around and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got, I've got pretty well most of my suitcase packed up, ready to go. So, okay, you know, good. I just thought I'd let the let the listeners know. That, yeah, right. Yes, they were correct, <laughs> and yes, I'm doing it again. I was going to say something in the show, and I'm like, well, I don't know. Oh, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, what did, what am I supposed to sit in a chair with my feet stapled to the floor well, to we'd talk like, to you? We'd, yes. like, we'd like to have I your concentration. You, um, okay, so look, um, you agree with me that. And you're the expert that Preds have been the better team. So what happens? What, like, like you said, five to seven minutes each game that sort of decide each game. I, I, I think the Preds go on to win this. I really do. Game three was huge, clearly, and I think they go on to win this. But what do you think? Well, I, I almost feel like they're ahead. As I said earlier, they're mm-hmm. ahead even though they're behind, mm-hmm. which is, of course, absurd. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I can't imagine there's going to be nothing from Crosby or Kessel in this final. Yep. Like, I, I just, I, I think there's something, there has to be, right? Yep. In, yeah, yeah, It doesn't sure. have to be. Yeah, but my head space says, man, there's got to be something here from these guys. Right now, Kessel looks, of all of them, he looks the most frustrated. He looks like he's, mm-hmm. I don't know, the most out of his game. Um, his... He looks like I called him this on TV the other day, and I, and and it, I guess well I said it, so it's what I mean. But yeah. he looks like Toronto Phil right now. <laughs> he's just kind of like skating around, and mm-hmm. you know he's he does like last year. Remember how involved he was, yeah. and how dynamic, and when he yep. you noticed him all the time. For some reason this year, his shots per game have been down. They've been on him to shoot the puck more. Um, and, and I don't know why he hasn't. He had a, a pretty good conversation on the ice yesterday with Rick Tockett. And, um, you know, I mean, there was a lot of arm waving. And, mm-hmm. You know, it was all about the power play. But basically, as, as Tockett said later on, um, the conversation was about Phil shooting the puck. Right. And so, you know, I, I, I would think we can look for that a little bit. Um, as, but as far as the entire series, um, I, I'm not quite ready to, to crown Nashville yet, mm-hmm. but if they win tonight, um, if they get this back to 2-2, two, two, uh, I, I I think they'll win two of the last three games. Right. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, they've been been good. James Neal uh, got on the board, and maybe that's they need him to get going. Probably He's probably missing yep. Johansson a little bit, obviously, but... Um, uh, well, Neil yeah. Neil's maybe has, but they don't they don't play together quite so much. The guy I think that's missed Johansson is Philip Forsberg mm-hmm. um, and and Victor Arvidsson, who usually play on either side of Johansson. Um, now Colton Sissons has done a really nice job, but he's not the same player. Yeah, and so you know, um, so I think those guys miss him. So you know, Neil's on the board. Forsberg's not yet. They certainly could use one from him. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, real quickly, too, on did you see? I think it was game two. When did Matt Murray take the elbow to the head? Was that game one? No, that was in game one. Game, game one. one, and and I'm yeah. just like, I'm just like, here we go. Like I honestly saw it, and I'm like, oh boy, like we've seen it in the during the regular season. That's a prime pull him off the ice for concussion spot spotting, and they never did. And I'm like, oh man. But it never well, turned out well, to be that yeah, big of a deal. But they've they've changed some of the protocol on that. Oh, they have. Oh, because I missed that. Yeah, okay. because there was enough 
controversy yeah. around, you know, what if a guy just runs into the goalie just to get him sure. out? Right. You know, and so, it, you know, you're right. In the regular season, yep. uh, he would have probably had to come out of the game for, for protocol testing. Um, as it is now, um, he didn't have to. But I, I'm with you. I mean, that was a that was a prime yep. example of oh, shouldn't he come out now? Yep. And he didn't, and then played an outstanding couple of games there. Uh, following so you, okay. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Sorry, Steve. Yeah. I don't know what's the right thing to do. Yeah, I really. I, don't. I, don't I don't know either. I, 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 I just. Know, Sorry, <laughs> I agree with Mike Smith when he was when he said it. Like it's going to happen, and and you got to. But I was not aware of the protocol change. But that's okay. good. Yeah but, yeah, but that's fine. See, that's that's why you can't listen to the players. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's fine. There's also 200 players that are in a lawsuit against the NHL. Yep. So yes, it is going to happen. But players, skaters get pulled out of games frequently mm-hmm. when they get hit a certain way that the concussion spotter guy says they need to be checked. So goalies can't be on their own program because if they want to be on their own program, then they probably have to sign a waiver that they'll never sue the NHL if they get sure. concussion issues or post-concussion issues. Right. You know, so it's so complicated. I don't even know what's the right thing anymore. I'll be honest with you. I really don't. <laughs> I, I played at a far more uncomplicated time, yet I see you know, yeah. the guys that I played with, I see several of them. Um, you know, that are in, in real tough shape. And yep. that certainly doesn't make me feel very good either. No, no. Luckily, you're good, though. You're very witty. Well, for the most part. I got, <laughs> I got other problems, but, you know. Um, following you on Twitter, uh, I didn't quite understand this. I wanted to save it for the pod. Now, look, uh, PK comes out and says, oh, he told me my breath was no good. Uh, Sidney Crosby was, was no doubt calling him names and telling him to F off and everything. Uh, but you were like, you and Eric DeHaschuk from, uh, from the Globe, um, you were saying it's a non-story, and I didn't know it was a story? Or, like, what were you kind of getting at? Well, it is a story because that's all everybody was reporting after the game. With all the stuff going on, PK says Sidney Crosby told him he's got bad breath. Like, that was the story coming right out of the game. That was what everybody's tweeting about. And I'm like, it, yeah. at times to me it seems lazy, and it makes it seems like everybody is, like, hanging on every word to, oh, isn't that funny? Or yeah, that- yeah. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. Sure. He, ma- yeah. he made it up. Of course. And so, you know, and so, but everybody, you know, I mean, there's, here's the thing. It, the fact that it's PK makes it even more complicating because <laughs> let's be honest. Most, most journalists like players that have something to say, an mm-hmm. opinion, whatever you want to call it, because the rest of them are all boring. Yeah. Right. And yep. so PK is not boring. But sometimes I'm not even sure if PK knows what he's saying. Like, it's just, it just comes out. It's just the way he is. Yeah. And it's not bad. It's just the way he is. Yet, if, if PK Subban says Sidney Crosby told him he had bad breath and Crosby said no, he didn't yeah. say that, I, mean, I don't know either of them particularly well. Right. I mean, I really don't. But I'm more likely to think that Okay, I'll I'll take Crosby's word on this one because I don't care if he's got bad breath. I don't know. He's not kissing me. What would I care for? Well, that's right? that's why so, I'm like obviously. I just think it's no story. I just think well, obviously, like of course, Sydney didn't tell him that. He probably told him to go screw himself or do something to himself that was, you know, very objectionable. Yeah. Which is something you've told somebody on the ice a thousand times, many times. Yeah, many times. And, and yeah. they've told you that, and so. Like, I don't get it, so now they had to go confirm it. Like, it's so stupid. I, I'm with you on that. I didn't know it was that big of a deal, um, but I'm with you. Yeah, who cares? Well, and, and my point, I guess my point was, like, honestly, Steve, in the first five or seven minutes of this, of today's show, mm-hmm. yep. you know, I, I'm talking about the atmosphere and that because it was amazing and different and unique, and mm-hmm. That stuff doesn't. That stuff wasn't in the first stories out of the game. <laughs> to me, it's like there was way more stuff right. going on that was far more interesting than whether PK Subban brushed his teeth or not. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, if he used Listerine before the game, yeah, he's probably got bad breath by the end of the game. <laughs> right, exactly. That's the way it goes. Exactly. 
uh, Nick Bonino. Listerine. Yeah, all that crap doesn't help you anyway. But at the end of it, you're like, oh, my God, have you been eating a crap sandwich, man? Like, <laughs> no, like, stinks. Right, exactly. Uh, Nick Bonino's hoping to play. He could make a difference, but I don't. God, that shot was right in a bad spot, and, and he was in a walking boot. Um, I guess they're just going to shoot him up and hope he can do it. Well, he's not, not fast. He's, he's, not, he's not a speed guy. He's an experienced guy. He's an effective guy. He can really shoot the puck. He kills penalties for them. A very valuable mm-hmm. guy. The, the issue is, you know, so he skated yesterday, and he was hopping around a little bit. Like, he didn't look great. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, so I'm sure yesterday they gave him uh, a little bit of stuff to see what he could tolerate. Yeah. And then, I mean, almost certainly he won't skate this morning. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm just on my way over to the rank. He might even, somebody might have tweeted, he might even be on the ice by now. But um, I don't, I would be surprised if he skates this morning. They'll keep him off the ice and then, um, you know, give it a go tonight. And they, they could use him. I mean, they're, they yeah. really could. Yeah, no, he's, he's key for sure. Um, all right, let's get to some off ice off ice stuff that uh, to wrap this Paul Pocky podcast up. By the way, everybody, it's a little old news, but we were number one sports pod in Canada. Tweeted that out. Thanks, everybody. That was cool. That, that's awesome. We got thank t- you very much and beat beat James. Make sure you know we get it out today. Tell people if yeah you like it and why you like it. And Tell Duffy. Give it a did, listen. Did you wave it in Duffy's face and Mackenzie's face? Number Absolutely. One? Okay, perfect. Absolutely. So um, keep trying, fellas. <laughs> right, exactly. I think we got dethroned uh, a few <laughs> days after, but for a while it was sweet. That's, uh, the, way, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Look, I don't want to uh, uh, pump up, pump your tires up, uh, as Roberto Luongo says, but um, uh, you said on this podcast after the Caps were eliminated that you would think Ovechkin could lose some weight uh, to be a, a better skater and to be faster. And Brian McClellan finally had his postseason presser, uh, the general manager of the Caps, and he came out and said that he thought Ovi needed to play f- play faster, which is probably code for lose weight. Well, I, I saw him in the hallway in Toronto, and, I mean, the guy is, the guy is huge anyway. Like, he's yeah. a super thick guy to begin with. But the way the game's gone... In my opinion, he's too heavy. Mm-hmm. And you only have to look at it this way. If if you put a 10-pound weight vest on and walk around, it's you're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. If you take the 10-pound weight vest off, you're going to feel lighter. You're going to feel better. Yep. And so he doesn't need the strength. I mean, he's already strong enough. Like he's, you know, yep. the guy's as strong as a horse. So he doesn't need the weight. If he went from... 240 to 225, I think there would be a real difference in his game. Now, that's not easy to do, and you got to work at it, and that means no beers in the summer, and <laughs> right. you know, and we all like a, a nice cold beer on a hot day. Um, but it's it's discipline and it's hard work, and I don't think that's been an issue for him in the past. But what I do know from getting older and yeah. playing in the league as long as I did is, the older you get, the harder you work just to stay the same. And and that's that's I, something he has to he has to know. I feel like Ovi and I don't know him obviously. I feel like Ovi has a time in the summer. I feel like he, you know, goes hard on and off the ice. I don't know. No idea why. I just feel like that. Well, now now he's married, maybe he doesn't. Yeah. I I'm yeah. with you. He always seems to be having fun right. and he should. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he he shouldn't be super boring. But I don't know but I, I don't know if he's ever had this as a focus. Yeah. And maybe it's not a focus for him. In my opinion, it should be. But, hey, Ray, when McClellan says Ovechkin has to play faster, that's exactly what he means, right? What? I don't know. Uh, how else could you play faster? I don't know. I'm just saying. Just um, yeah, you know, like, yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, right. I don't even know what, what else it could be. Right. It's like, well, get moving. Right. You know, so. and how do, okay, you want me to get moving. How do you want me to get moving? Well, I don't know. Maybe lose 10 pounds. Yeah. Right, like, but it's not. Again, it's just not that easy. It's not that easy to, um, to, you know, to do it. You've got to commit to it, mm-hmm. and I think you should. Uh, your buddy John Bucciagras, who we had on the pod from ESPN, um, says he would bet a paycheck that Ovi gets traded this summer. He he didn't say you know stamp it. He didn't say for sure or anything, but he said that he would bet a paycheck that Ovi gets traded. I cannot see. 
where someone would fit in an older $10 million a year guy on the roster. But uh, would you bet a paycheck? Right? Oh, don't worry. I, 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 I bookmarked it, and when he doesn't get paycheck <laughs> or doesn't get traded, I'm going to remind him that he now owes me one of his paychecks. Okay, all right, fantastic. Um, I did. I didn't make the bet, yeah. but I'm going to tell him that he does owe me yeah. a paycheck. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Canucks get a second round pick for Torts from the from the Blue Jackets. Just amazing. I cannot believe this rule ever got passed. You fire a guy. You say you're garbage. We don't want you to work here. Oh, you owe it's a second rounder. Like a second rounder is good. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, and and it, and it was so absurd that <laughs> they got rid of. The yeah, they got they got rid of it. But, but but unfortunately, Columbus still had to pay up. They still had to buck up, and so that it's so un- unbelievable. Vancouver gets Vancouver gets a second round pick for just as you said, a guy that they they felt wasn't good enough to coach for them, <laughs> or a guy that they said we need to move on from. It's the dumbest rule, um, but yeah, they thought it was a good rule for three weeks and in the meantime a couple of teams got burned on it it's uh it's amazing um and i just i just have to laugh yeah that it was brian burke who put it in right i think he once went for it right so. because he didn't want the rule as as Berkey was talking about was he didn't want teams poaching other teams management guys yeah because like for for example um in detroit um steve eisenman went to be the general manager of Tampa. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, executive always have that clause. They can move uh, up for a vertical yeah. move. They can't. Yeah, they can move up. Right. Well, they also lost the head scout. He he wanted to go, so he went. Mm-hmm. Pat Verbeek went as management. He went. So Detroit's front office got mm-hmm. raided. Jim Neal left and, for Dallas. Yep. 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 Yeah, but that was that was in a separate one. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about these guys went just to, to Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. And so. That was just one example of, okay, this doesn't quite work right. Yep. And so that's why the rule went in, but I don't think it was intended for a fired coach. No. And then all of a sudden they were like, uh-oh, now what do we do? Right. And so that's kind of how that all played out. All right, let's take some questions on Twitter. We asked for them when we were first planning the show, but uh, they're still around. Uh, they still apply. Uh, West Coast Bias asks, Ray, which team is in the most trouble for the expansion draft? Uh, Minnesota is going to lose somebody they don't want to lose. Yeah, and th- that—that's what I would say to, uh, you know, who's in most trouble. Everybody's got to lose somebody. Those yep. are the rules. But Minnesota's going to lose a guy they—they they probably don't want to lose, and so I, I, w- I would put them right at the top of the class. Uh, I agree with this. Ross Lander says, should the NHL move the season start up so there are no playoff games in June? I absolutely yeah, good agree. Luck. Yeah, I know, right? It, How- it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what is right or wrong. And <laughs> yes, absolutely, they there should be no games in June, but that's not going to happen. It's the um, various reasons, most of them television. Yep. Um, but uh, the others are for some of the southern teams. They don't want any games in. Um, uh, they don't want any home dates in October. Mm-hmm. They want them all in November when it becomes more hockey season. Right. And so that's kind of where this thing gets pushed into, you know, they don't want to move it up into yeah. certainly into September to get going. So Yeah, it, it's that, it's absolutely correct. I, I'm, but, I'm, yeah. with, I'm with the guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm with the guy. And ideally it should be last weekend in May off it finishes, but mm-hmm. that's not what happened and that's not what's going to happen. Uh, Slam Dunk says, would you, Ray, like me, like teams to switch back to home whites and dark for the road? 100%. Yeah. I think it's, uh, and this is why, because, so when the fans come to a game, they only see white jerseys on the road teams. And I think that's boring. Yeah. So why not, if they want to change it, why not use each team or, you know, the home team was whites at home for the first half of the year. And, you know, as of January 1st, um, they switch. Yeah. So everybody gets to see everybody. Yep. So that, that would be, that would be my, that would be the way I would try to, um, uh, the way I would try to get around that. Yep. Um, 
All right, uh, with Las Vegas entering the NHL and talk of the another team, what went wrong in Atlanta from an ex-Thrasher's perspective? You guys did kind of get a couple bad drafts, and the rules were nowhere near this good. But Yeah, I was going to say, how much time do you got? Right. What went wrong? I mean, like the, the, the rules didn't help. The strategy of, as I called it, the no plan plan, that didn't help. You know, we, our management was switching all over the place. We're going to be big. No, we're going to be small. We're going to be... Guess what? It doesn't work. Right. And then, you know, and so that's kind of where that that's where the start of the breakdown was. And and then the fact that who the hell's going to go watch a team that wins 14 games? The answer is nobody. Yep. Yep. Um, do you want to talk about to, to wrap this up? Do you want to talk about Gary Bettman's press conference where everything was great and everything's fantastic? Or would you just rather not? Right. Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't. I just I thought that was a. A brutal performance. Oh man! To, to tell you the truth, you know, I just it kind of you know, like yeah. I just I just thought you know like to say this is a, you know the rules working exactly how we thought. Well, I'd hate to see what it would be if it was not working well. You know, like no. ev- everything was like um, there. I'm you know you don't have kids. I'm pretty sure you didn't see the the Lego movie. No, I but, did not. Um, no. <laughs> okay, so there's a song in there. Everything is awesome. <laughs> And and the song, it's like it's a little bubble gummy. Everything is awesome. You know, and yeah. like that's what I felt like they should have been playing behind him. Yeah. You know, the the media guy the media's not dumb. The people covering the game, they're not dumb. They follow. That's their job. That's what they do. Yeah. And you know, I, I just felt it was almost it, it was a poor performance. When you put it that way. When you put Gary up against Rob Manfred or Adam Silver, the commissioners not Goodell because uh, he's brutal, but when you put him up no, against the commissioners yeah. of NBA and MLB, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Um, those guys are like, no, I mean, hey, we want to do this. Hey, we're going to work with players. What about this? They're like super progressive, open-minded, and you really feel like those guys you know, have want to get the game better, and then you see Goodell and Batman, and you're like, oh, God. Yeah, that's – yeah. I, I just I – don't, I don't – I wish there was a, a little bit different tack they would take because I think it would be really helpful. Right. Yep, absolutely. Did you see Rob Rossi tweeted that Colin Campbell told him his question was no good or gutless yeah. or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah see, I, I don't. I, I, I'm just not a fan. I, I just don't think that's how you deal with all. No, that. no, not at all. Right? Oh, it's just brutal. It's, I guess he's a lawyer. Gary was a lawyer, right? Before? Oh, you betcha. So there we go. Oh, right. there's certain, <laughs> yeah, there's a certain way that he answers because of that. I think. Yep. And always looking at a picture that maybe we don't all look at. But I think there's still a different way to go about it. All right. Uh, to wrap this up, Ray, you're back on the ice with Landon. How's the skills? Uh, me, no good. He keeps <laughs> telling me they're no good. Um, tells me to keep the puck out of his feet when I'm passing it to him. But uh, we work on a couple little things, and uh, I'm really proud of it. That's cool. For me, yeah. I suck. But I'm really proud of how hard he's worked to, to get himself back. If there were games today, he'd be playing. Really? But there's oh, good. No game. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yep. He's, so he's 100% ready to go. And now he'll look to sign with somebody in July and, um, and uh, get back on track. Will, will he have a deal? Do you think, is there interest um, if he's, if he's, if he's uh, recovered? Yeah, but yep. you've got to, yeah, there is, of course, people yep. say, oh, yeah, we like you, blah, blah, yep. blah. But until somebody forwards that, right. then, you know, it uh, is what it is, right? So you got you to keep working hard. You got to keep, uh, try not to get frustrated. Um, try not to, feel like things are um well there are things that are way out of your control so just control what you can and yeah. put yourself in the best position to be signed now are you being modest like when you say you you suck like seriously like how are the skills like how are they well i mean if if i was skating against the beer leaguer i would probably look all right but okay if so. i was on the ice you know like i mean i could never keep up the land and i could never i could never you know, if it went on the ice with an NHL guy, it would be embarrassing. So that's not modesty. That's just <laughs> that's just uh, the way it is now. Yeah, but I want to know, like you, like you said, if you're playing with like a beer leaguer, people would still be you still be the best guy there. No, I don't think so anymore. <laughs> I just, I mean, maybe for a little bit, but then I'd be like, yeah, All I right. can't muster up the want, you know? Right. Right. By yeah. the way, I'm standing now in the lobby. Uh huh. Um, it was an absolute monsoon outside.
Hey, Ray, you're back. Uh, <laughs> as soon as you said there's a monsoon outside, we thought of it. you got caught up in it because it went to dial tone. But you're back. Yeah, now I'm, I'm back. It's still, <laughs> it's still pouring. Um, I'm now waiting for the cab door to open um, so I can dodge in here in the, in the next uh, five seconds. Okay. All right. <laughs> it, is, it is a joke. So that's awesome. Awesome. Great. Hey, we're going to let you go. Thanks for the update. Oh. Have fun. Game four. Tell them to stop. Yeah, hang on. Uh, I got to run back up. You go ahead. Yeah, because I forgot my credential. There you go. There's another thing. Uh, live on the air. Okay. So there you go. Because of you, because of you, Mathis, because of your jackassery, I don't have my uh, uh, credential, so I can't get in the bloody rink. So I got to go back up to get it. Here this we go, everybody. Live on the air. I've had, I've had enough of you. I'm hanging up. Bye, Ray. Have a good week, everybody. And uh, Steve, thanks. And I'm now heading back to the elevator. I blame you solely for okay. this. Fantastic. And Thanks. We'll talk next week. See you, buddy. Bye.